Hello and welcome to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? What's up, man? I am I'm good, man. Um I'm good. <laughs> I guess that's the easiest way to put it. Um I'm excited to talk about what's happening in the NBA. Um All-Star Weekend, some for sure snubs. Um, but I'm good, man. How have you been? Same old, same old. Finally got I'm I'm glad we were able to get on a on a some sort of a schedule here. As we're recording, uh the Lakers are playing the Indiana Pacers because it's a close game. The Pacers are up by one. But before the game and even during the game, they announced the All-Star Reserves. The All-Star Reserves. So last podcast we went over all the starters. And we didn't think there was any too much shenanigans going on with the starters, but the reserves, these were picked by the coaches. They had to pick two backcourt players, two uh, three frontcourt players, and two wild cards. So it could have been anyone frontcourt or backcourt. And here's here's who they chose as far as the Eastern Conference. Let me pull that up. The Eastern Conference: Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, Demar Derozan. Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. Before we get to the Western Conference Gons, as far as any sort of um, snubs, I kind of put in on our chat too, as far as what we want to talk about. You're looking at Pascal Siakam, a Jalen Brunson, a James Harden, or potential snubs. Um, out of those three, or uh, were there any other snubs that you had? Uh, for the Eastern Conference All Star Reserves, or did they did the coaches do uh, pick and pick all the players correctly here? I mean, I feel like they're 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 right on it. Um, I I don't know. I, I don't know about Drew Holiday. Um, I I, I like Brunson. Thought it would have been nice if he got in. I haven't looked at Harden's stats, Matt. I, so that's that's where I'm. It's amazing to think that one one time a prolific best offensive weapon in the NBA doesn't make the All-Star game anymore. Um, and I don't know enough about Siakam. We could talk about that to see if he deserves to be in. But, I mean, okay, it's, it's just weird, dude. Halliburton's been out for, what, 12 games? He just got back today. And, of course, he's still in the Lakers because that's what everyone does. Um but I mean, does how much does injury play a role? The Marta Rosen's having a horrible year, so I thought. Uh, I don't know, um, but I think they're right on if, to answer your question. Yeah, with Tyree, with Tyrese Halliburton, you kind of had to throw him in there because they had lost nine of ten right after he got injured. So it kind of shows you his worth on the team um, with him being out and how badly they've been they were doing. You had to put Jalen Brown on. Um, same with Bam Adebayo defensively with Miami. Uh, he's been doing a well all season. Joel Embiid, of course, that was a potential snub in the in the starters because Joel Embiid won and and defeated um, um, Jokic right after that was announced. He put a fifty burger on. I believe it was fifty burger in Jokic's face. So he could be MVP, but he wasn't selected as an All Star starter. Um, Drew Holiday. I mean, with as much. Like Milwaukee's doing great, is doing okay this season, um, and it's because you know Drew Holiday and Giannis have to carry the the torch for them with Middleton being out. Like I would, I would have liked to see Jalen Brunson in over maybe a Drew Holiday, 
Um, but as far as like like Harden, Harden's always been a sieve on defense, and this is selected by the coaches. So you can't you can't imagine you know with him not playing any defense. You know, I mean, as far as the um, the the talk on Twitter was the Pascal Siakam being being um being overlooked there. Um, but again, I'm not you're not going to take out Bam Adebayo, Embiid, or even Julius Randle. Um, Siakam did get injured there, and Randall's actually um, kind of revamped his career after a kind of a down year last year. So good to see Randall, former Laker, in there. Let's move on to the Western Conference. Here is where we see a little bit more, you know, um, snubbery going on with the Western Conference All Stars. Um, they selected Paul George, Shea Gildress Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Dame Dame Lillard, um, Damian Lillard, Laurie Markkinen. John Morant and DeMontis Sabonis. Notable snubs. You're looking at an Anthony Davis, De'Aaron Fox, and Anthony Edwards. All snub. Those three were definitely snubbed. Those are the three names I saw a lot on Twitter. Gons, did they get this right? Did they snub those three? Was there another per- another player that that should have gotten in over those um, that were named to the Western Conference All-Star Reserves? I guess, I mean, my, if I was to point out anything, I don't know that I'm mad that he- he didn't make it. I mean, although he was playing at an all-time high level, he missed three months, right? So he played three months. It's questionable. Um, Darren Fox, though, man, that guy has been destroying it. And you know, I so you could take the place like, okay, the Lakers have a bad record, so we're not going to put two Lakers in there. But then, what's the reason you're not going to put the Kings, two Kings, in there? It's not like they have a bad record. And I mean, what Fox is averaging twenty-four points a game. Shooting 33% from the field, 50% from the field, six six assists, four rebounds, solid effort. Who would he go in front of? I mean, okay, so I guess you could say Paul George has been injured a lot. Does he deserve does he deserve to be in there? Do you gotta have a clipper? Jaron Jackson Jr., I know he's been balling. I just don't know how much. Um Damian Lillard's been hurt a lot. Um I've heard a lot about Laurie Marketing. I'm and I'm curious to see. I, I absolutely think Sabonis deserves to be there in Morant. Um but yeah, I think I mean I think I think Edwards could easily be in there. I think Fox could easily be in there. And I mean I think AD could easily be in there. Um but I just don't know how they're deciding, like, okay, Dame Lillard missed all these games, but we're gonna put him in. Anthony Davis missed all these games, but we're not gonna put him in. And I, I guess it just doesn't make complete sense to me. What about you? Yeah, De'Aaron Fox. That was a big thing for me. The, the Kings are third. They're third in the West. How are they third? Like, if they're if you're third and you didn't expect it, it's because of those two players. It, I I think you have to get Fox in there. Um, there were reports that he was a gun. He was supposed to be in there. You know, based off what Sham said yesterday, but it just wasn't selected. I again, you're looking at. Who would you take out? Paul George, like you had mentioned, he's been hurt all season. I would take out Paul George. I consider mm-hmm. you taking out Dame Lillard. Um, even yeah. though he's had some monstrous games. Like he wasn't going gonna go in over SGA, over Sage Gilgis Alexander, or Damian Lillard, or John Morant. So he was gonna be one of those wild cards. So get one of those, you know, front court, you know, wild cards in there and put put De'Aaron Fox in there. Yes, I'm not a big De'Aaron Fox fan because, you know, I still kind of rep for Lonzo from a few years ago. But you know, it's I, I still think he should have been in an over, over uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I know there was some AD Jaron Jackson Jr. But 
I mean, AD, he's missed a lot of time. But if you look at his stats, I, I would have thought that Jaron Jackson Jr. played more minutes. He made, he played only 14 more minutes, and AD has, a superior, has the superior offensive numbers. Defensively, Jaron Jackson Jr. is maybe one of the best defensive players in the league, but that's not, you know, AD is as well. Yeah, Laurie Markkinen. That guy has been killing it on on the Jazz. Even though they were faltering, it was either Laurie Markkinen or it was um, Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson, or yeah, one of those two guys for sure. Um, but one of them had to get in, even though they've been faltering. Demonte Sabonis, we talked about last podcast. Yeah, he was definitely going to get in. So I'm glad to see. As even though I'm a Lakers fan, it's glad I'm, the, the the Kings had to get two two guys in there for sure. As we're recording here, the Lakers pulled out a victory, 112-111 in Indiana. LeBron had 26 points, so we're going to put that into a calculator. He was 89 points away from Kareem. Now minus 26, he is currently 63 points away from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be the all-time leading scorer um, in the regular season. If you count playoffs, he already eclipsed them a while ago. But he's going to be the leading scorer. Just, just a matter of time when that's going to happen. I have yeah. a couple of questions. Tuesday. Tuesday against the Thunder. Well, yeah, that was going to be my question to you, Gons. As far as if you're going to put a bet on when he's going to break the record, um, I actually have a take on this one, which I'll, which I'll again, I'll, I'll, I'll provide in a little bit. But as far as when he's going to break it, um, he had the Pelicans game on February 4th in a couple of days here on a on that's what a Saturday and then the Thunder game on the 7th which is a Tuesday so gone and then the Bucks game which is on a Thursday the trade deadline deadline which I'll get to in a second um against the Bucks gone what do you th- when do you think LeBron breaks the record right now he is currently I just said it he is currently 63 points away uh, you know what? I think he's gonna want to do it on the national TV game on Thursday against the Bucks. So I think he'll purposely go for about twenty points a game the next three games, especially with AD back. It's not hard to step back and not be a dominant scorer. Um, so I think it'll work out perfectly for it being a national televised game against Milwaukee in LA on that Thursday, February ninth. Uh, I heard. One take, and I'll provide my own take, which is kind of what um, what you kind of said, too. So I heard, I was listening to Nick Wright this morning, uh, first, things first, thir- first Things First on Fox. He was anticipating him breaking the record against the Oklahoma City Thunder on, thir- on Tuesday because he wants to have all of the headlines before the Super Bowl starts on Sunday. So if he breaks on Tuesday, they'll be talking about this record on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, or Wednesday and Thursday in lead up to the Super Bowl on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So he wants the media attention for those three days in the middle of the week that he is now the potential. We'll we'll get that in a little bit too. Is, Is he the best of all time now? I don't know. My theory is, is that I agree with you. He's going to break it. In Milwaukee on Thursday, he's gonna break it and in, in, in LA on Thursday against the Bucks. One, I heard this on my other chat, it's against Kareem's old Bucks team. And number two, I think is gonna use it as a distraction because I don't think the Lakers are trading Russell Westbrook. Um I, I've been more pessimistic that it's gonna happen. I want it to happen, but I don't have any faith in the Lakers front office to make that happen. So in order to distract people from not trading Russ. LeBron will get the record on Thursday. 
with in Milwaukee. What do you think about my um, my theory on that? I agree, man. It makes sense. It really does. But Saturday's game is also on ESPN, and I'm thinking they're televising it for that reason. I mean, it's on ESPN too, <laughs> which is interesting. But um, I mean, can you get what? Imagine if you broke it with what? What? What's sixty points? He's sixty-three points away. Imagine if he got a 63 piece and broke it. Against the Pelicans, though, on a Saturday? I don't know. Uh, what are the, 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 there's odds on that. Like, as no, far I as. I mean, real, realistically, bro, um, I think it'll be Thursday or, it'll, you know, but you never know. I right. Mean, but yeah, but everything's leading to Thursday. Okay, so LeBron's gonna break the record. It's just a matter of time when he could do it. Maybe at the at the Warriors on the eleventh, um, do it up in Golden State if the Lakers somehow don't score a lot and get you know he, he something happens to LeBron and he can't break it till then. So with LeBron getting that record now, he just passed. No, he just got to fourth in assists now. LeBron year twenty still chugging along, still averaging thirty points a game at. 37 years old like how is that possible the guy that old like we maybe seen it with kareem abdul jabbar which is crazy because he's about to break his record but the longevity of him just because with kareem he kind of tailed off towards the end of his career we're seeing lebron yes he's picking laps on defense but lebron's still lebron when it comes to offense and defense he can still bring it when he wants to i mean this all matters significantly more if they make the playoffs because then you could say it wasn't it, he wasn't doing this on a garbage team that it wasn't even in playoff contention. Um, so even if they make the first round, you could say, you know, they went pretty far. They had a solid team, and the wins mattered and the points mattered. So I, I think that does play play a fact or play a role into the, into it. Okay, as far as this season, sure, like he has to make the playoffs in order to make it worth it, but. In the Gon's eyes, in the Gon's book, as, as people like to say nowadays, with him getting this record, he's going to have the most points ever. He honestly really does already have the most points ever. Like, where does Braun rank? Because this is gonna, it's going to happen where it's, okay, it's going to have the MJ-LeBron debate again that's being rehashed over and over again. But to the Gon's, he has the, he'll, he'll have the record now as most points, fourth in assists. Where does he rank on your in your end greatest of all time? This makes me appreciate LeBron for something different. I, I wouldn't say this makes him the greatest player of all time, but I think he deserves the same amount of admiration and respect for taking care of his body and having the sustainability. Not to say it's just a perfect attendance award for so many years. I mean, dude, it took a lot of work. I think we're celebrating someone playing this well this far into their career. But I don't think it, it's conversation for greatest ever. I, I don't. Um, and that's just my personal opinion. So he's good. He's really good. Maybe he's great. Maybe he's one of the greats. Is he better than MJ? I don't know. Would LeBron be around if there wasn't an MJ? Like MJ was the pioneer of all these moves that no one saw before because the game was completely different. So I don't know. Um I appreciate it, though. I think it is something to celebrate. But I don't know if it means he's the greatest. I think it's still debatable. Like, is it weird for someone to have the opinion where, like, Michael Jordan was the best player to ever play the game of basketball and LeBron James is the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball? 
Like, do we like? Does that make sense to you at all? As as it does, kind of in my head. I could, I guess, depending on how you define greatness. Um, but yeah, I would categorize taking care of your body, um, and staying in fit and having dedication to the game like that. Great, I would. Um, so yeah, I I guess I see your point there. Like, it could fall into that line. You're right. It's like, like if. Jordan had like we don't know his work ethic. We know he had like the the best talent of all time. He took care of his talent when he won his six championships, but he wasn't in the weight he wasn't in the weight room like Kobe was. He wasn't in he wasn't taking care of his body like like LeBron is. If anything, he was more like Iverson where he was partying all the time, gambling out all the time, but he still had the physical attributes, he still had the talent to put him over the top. Like imagine if Jordan had I hate to say Kobe Bryant or LeBron James' work ethic. How many championships could he have won if he just had, you know, done that, right? Like, am I off base saying some saying something like that? Because, or, or is that just blasphemy from from Jordan fans? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I, I would say this. I'd say I would for sure say maybe at least one or two more if he had that type of dedication, but. He didn't have dedication. He had competitiveness. He and, and and it related to gambling, to golf. Like that guy was just a beast, and he he did it on pure athleticism and talent in, in terms of creativity, which is impressive, man. So that makes him the best or great in an, in a way too, because like the dude didn't have to do all that work. The dude was smoking cigars and drinking Budweisers like right after the game. I mean, that's pretty phenomenal too, man. I don't know. No, right? But it's just like it. Wow, man. I, I, it's also Whose because life would you rather have had me. I think I'd have Jordan's life: smoking Jays, going to Vegas, having a Budweiser after the game. Um, you know, not having everything out in the public, enjoying your life. Yeah, we had mentioned this in in prior podcasts, you know, lifetimes ago, podcasts ago. Where it was, you know, um, in the, the social media aspect of today's NBA, how Jordan, if he had social media or Twitter, or Instagram, he wouldn't have had the same career because his lifestyle would have been out front for everyone to see. Like that whole LeBron getting getting hookah at one a.m. in the morning, that was Jordan. But then getting drunk almost every night, like would would we have viewed Jordan the same way if? He was under the same social media lens of today's play- NBA players. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. You'd have to go back in in time, and that and that would happen, or bring him to the future. So I think at that time it wasn't relevant. It just wasn't there. So it's hard to. It's hard to say. No, for sure, for sure. Let's let's move off of this. I bring up social media too because I saw this on Twitter, but it actually came out on Instagram the other day, and it kind of just it was a little ridiculous to me. But I wanted to bring it up to the forefront because FTC, um, Paul Pierce, Celtic legend Paul Pierce, uh, put it up put up a photo on Instagram of him, Kevin Garnett, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and asked. Which uh, who who can beat this five? Just taking account like the 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 same players on the same team, like all time Lakers, all time Bulls. What teams could beat these five? You know these best five players from the Celtics. 
any shit, a, a number of them. I mean, come on, come on, really? Devin Garnett, weak, small, any solid big today would have his number. His even outside, his outside jumper wasn't that great as well. Um, he was long, but now everyone's long. So Paul Pierce had a few seasons where he was the truth. Maybe three, four. Other than that, Marcus Smart is a good role player. Great role player. Role player. I mean, it, it's stupid, man. It, it's just dumb. Um, I'll go with, I could name five Lakers, you know, not even the best Lakers that could beat that team. I could name five, I'm thinking the Lakers. Um, I could probably name five Knicks. I could probably say name. Oh, I want to hear the Knicks one because I'm trying to think about it right now too. Like I don't have anything written down because it's like the Lakers okay. it's so easy. Knicks, Patrick yeah. Ewing. Okay. Marcus Camby. Okay. Keep going. Allen Houston. Okay. I'm trying to think who would be my other two. Probably See, guys are a little yeah. bit older, like Walt Frazier. And yeah, like yeah. One the of issue players. with the Knicks is that they haven't had a point guard since what? Mark, like, even the 90s point guards, yeah, Mark no, Jackson, they had, they had Chris Charlie Childs. Ward and Chris Childs. Duo They've never had league. a good point guard. Like that's no. as far as like any twi- TikTok stuff I see on, NBA, on the NBA, just even thinking about it. They haven't had a good point guard since Walt, Fla- Walt Frazier. Yeah. And it's Jalen Brunson who... Well, again, is also a snub in my eye. Um, as far as not getting in, I think he should have gotten in over DeRozan, but that's that's just me going back to our original topic. But yeah, point guards, right? Like Derrick Rose, but then Derrick Rose wasn't. You got him. Well, yeah. Now, now, if you want to do Chicago, oh, that's Derek easy. Rose, Derrick Rose, a point guard. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, a two guard. Yeah. Scotty Pippen at small forward. Yep. Um. I'm Rodman to... and then Rodman and then Joakim Noah, like right, right there. Oh yeah, that's, a, that's that, five. That team would take him for sure. And then you could just throw in uh, the Warriors would would beat them. Oh, dude, Durant, Steph, Clay, done. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, and then Rick Barry and um Draymond Green, done. So it's like yes, but honestly, like they're that's not bad considering like maybe they're. As far as that for like that five sum top, like you have to throw in Larry Bird on the Celtics. And all, but why Celt- Marcus Smart? Like what? He's not even an All Star. Well, I I, he, I guess he just chose that 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 photo with the current Celtics guys. Like I would have Rajon Rondo over him. Yeah, point guard wise, I would honestly have, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, oh God. Ah, uh, can't remember the Celtics, the Celtic point guard of the eighties, uh, whose name escapes me right now. But I'd rather have yeah, him. You're gonna do role players: Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, Deadlift Shrimp, Hershey yeah. Hawkins, and yeah. Does does Durant count on that on on that OKC? Um, oh yeah, and Kevin Durant. There you go, <laughs> Kevin Durant on that um Oklahoma City Seattle teams. Yeah, crazy. Like even like the Lob City Clippers, and I hate. Oh to yeah, the sure. <laughs> the Lob City the Andre, Clippers is better Blake, than this team. Chris Paul. Chauncey, right? So yeah, so but I mean, it it just kind of shows you how good good the Celtics are too. And I hate to say it, but I mean, as much as you want to dunk on Paul Pierce and his uh, wheelchair, he had a good career. No, he did. He had a solid, I think, three four years where you can say he was the truth. Like he came out, he hit game winners. He had that for three four years, but so did Tracy McGrady, and at a much higher and better level. Um, 
you know, and that's the average, man. Like you're a star like that for three, four years. That's why I think Dame is done. Like, I don't think Dame, Dame's had his three, four years when he was like a baller. Now he's balling out right now, though. Have you seen those recent numbers? And and that's the Kobe work ethic that Dame has. It's why he's prolonging it. But I'm telling you, that that train's not going to go much longer. So um, I'm sad Portland's not going to do anything to try to get him to the playoffs because he's not going to win with what he has now. I wish I wish he would go to a championship team and team up with someone because I I would love for him to win a chip. Oh, for sure. Like that Russell Westbrook and two first round picks is sitting there for them. They could build around like we had talked about last podcast around their their youth. Yeah. Yeah. To build around them, get a top 10 pick. Now, I guess before we go today, you had mentioned something I had thrown up in chat, too. Um, It was a theoretical trade from um, made by Bobby Marks, who works for ESPN as their you know, senior analyst trade guy for the NBA. I don't have the official title, but yeah, it was um, something he proposed between the Bulls and the Lakers. The Bulls will receive Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Max Christie, and the 2027-2029 first-round picks that are, I guess, coveted by the NBA. And the Lakers would get Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, and Javante Green. I joke that, oh, Gons would say yes on this one. Am I right, Gons? Would you say yes to that trade? Man, well, I think Ball's a waste. They're, they don't know what's going on with him. The doctors say, like, they, they don't know why he has knee pain. So you would be just be getting on someone that has, that's not going to play for you. Um, as much as I love Zach Levine. Now, if Lonzo Ball was healthy, I would say, yeah, why not? It'd be like a Showtime Lakers, dude. Zach Levine can shoot, and he can shoot the three. I don't know what his numbers are this season, but I've watched him enough to know that that guy can shoot threes, and he can get very hot very quickly. Lonzo Ball has proven to be a better three-point shooter now, and he's like a Ben Simmons when passing the ball. Plus, he has some handles. He can handle it. Um, I, I would do the trade, but Lonzo Ball's not healthy, so I say no. Well, that's the thing with Lonzo Ball. I was talking about this with my other group chat, too. Like, yes, we don't know what's wrong with him, my conspiracy brain goes goes around again. It, the wheels start turning. Is his knee injury just, I don't want to be in Chicago anymore? Like, imagine if he got traded somewhere else. Oh, his knee would magically, because the doctors don't know, don't know what's wrong with him. The team doesn't know what's wrong with him. It's all internal. Like, is it just, oh, I don't want to be in Chicago anymore. Let's get me somewhere. My knee still hurts. I can't play with you. Is, is, he, is, is, he, is he protecting his, his well-being because he doesn't want to be there anymore? I don't, I don't want him if that's the case. Really? That's not the type of player you that LeBron that, that wouldn't fit that wouldn't mesh. I, that and that's why I like Westbrook. Dude plays his heart out. Leaves everything out there. You can't bring in a player like that with LeBron. Don't want it, don't care for it. Um keep keep him keep him there if that's the case. Yeah, like I would rather have Caruso than than Oh LeBron's yeah, 100%. Ball, I would have but... DeRozan. Shit, can we have DeRozan and Levine? Is that possible? I don't know. Mm, yeah, I Probably not, but give me someone else. Right. It's like, ah, man, Lonzo. Lonzo, he's such a, like, that that Bulls team last year, it was Caruso and Lonzo playing defense and DeRozan and Levine playing offense. They were the number one in the East. I guess we talked about the last podcast, too, why they weren't the number one team or what happened with them this season, just not having that defensive anchor because Levine and DeRozan aren't going to play any defense. So with Lonzo... Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's why I have that conspiracy um, about him not playing and what's wrong with his knee, that there's something hurt. I mean, there there is something to have some sort of um, humility to play through injury, but 
you know, that's just my conspiracy brain going. Um, was there, Gon, was, Gons, was there anything else you want to get into before we sign off today? No, man. I mean, I think that was good. We had a good discussion. Um, excited to see what happens with the Lakers. They need to win some games here to get back in the mix. And I can't wait to talk about trade deadline once it's over. So, All right. No, for sure. If there is a, re- a big trade somewhere, regardless, it didn't have to be Lakers. If there's a big trade, we're going to jump on again. We'll do a quick pod to talk about the trades. And we'll definitely have a podcast after the trade deadline on Thursday because some deals are going to go down trade deadline day. So most likely we'll pod again Thursday. We'll get this released um, on next next Friday. So we'll get this podcast released Friday too. So we'll expect a podcast tomorrow. Expect a, uh, today when you're listening to it and expect a podcast next Friday. Yep. Sure. I had my sales summit this week and the president of the West is an ex-NBA player that played on the Boston Celtics. Um. Okay. In, 90, um, in 95, played for a year, was brought on pretty much guard Robert Parrish in, in practice. Um, 90s, played one season yeah, in Boston. Yeah, I'm trying to um, – I, I have it here. I have it here. Hold on. I'm hold like on, Dino Raja, but like um, – er, not Irving Okay, Johnson. I think this is his name. Matt Wenstrom. I should know it. I had drinks with him at the bar. Do you recognize Matt Wenstrom? I do not recognize Matt Wenstrom. The the 90s Celtics were abysmal. Um, any Celtics. You know, he won a championship. That. He won a championship, I think. Or no, he also, he may have won the, oh, here he is. He may have won the championship at North Carolina. He played for Dean Smith. Oh, and those early 90s um uh, Carolina teams. That's what like, it says. Like Gary- seven one. I would have not thought that he was seven one when he was standing next to me. Um, yeah. But yeah, he played on the ninety three ninety four Celtics. Um, oh, he won the he won the national championship with the Tar Heels. Yeah, that was what ninety ninety two ninety one yeah. ninety two. No, but that was UNLV. When did they win? Well, the, when did the Tar Heels win the championship? Or in the early, he, I, I can't. He remember. said he won one. Nonetheless, I. Uh, I'm working on getting him on our pod. So, uh, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Me, I, I mentioned it briefly when we were drinking. So we'll see if he remembers. I'll shoot him an email. All nice. right, man, I gotta, I gotta run. Cool. All right, see ya. Yeah. And that will be it for us today. Like I mentioned, we'll get some podcasts going on Fridays as we'll record on Thursday after the trade trade deadline's done. And if a big trade happens, we'll jump on here. Maybe a mini pod to discuss that trade happening in the NBA. So it's exciting times. What the reserves and all the snubs kind of showed to me personally is that how deep this league is. Like I was planning kind of talking about this um, in the outro uh, for this podcast. It's just, it's crazy how deep the league is. Like the rich talent and there's people that that weren't even mentioned uh, that were snubs that are still solid NBA players. So there's going to be injuries. Some of these snubs are going to get in. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's good to be an NBA fan right now. The teams are averaging a lot of points. I can imagine in two to three years, you're going to see expansion to maybe Seattle, maybe, maybe Las Vegas and the scoring is going to go down. You kind of saw that in the two, in the 1990s, yeah, scoring was up, um, after Jordan had won those championships, the store scoring was back up. And then you add Toronto, you add Vancouver to the league and the scoring, goes back down because the talent is now kind of more spread out. Like imagine Damon Stoudemire or, or du- uh, Shreve Abdul-Rahim or 
um, Vince Carter and other teams that could have just blown out the NBA. But, you know, um, the players are taking care of their bodies now with how LeBron, how Kobe um, kind of led that charge. Steve Nash led that charge of fitness for current players. So p- players are playing longer, playing better. There's more the talents, more spread out. It's more international. I mean, look at Jokic, look at Giannis, kind of Embiid, all international players on the top of the NBA MVP ladder. So there's a lot of talent for this league to to go around. There's going to be snubs. I Hopefully they should maybe expand the rosters for next season because there are so many players. But again, we'll see once that expansion happens and maybe the league, the scoring starts to go down. Uh, because the the talent is more spread out. So let, again, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Um, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a great weekend.